Broadcasting from Boss Hog Studios in Hazard County, it's Scott Romine with Guadney Unplugged. Ooh, I'm going to get them Duke boys. Love the Dukes of Hazard. Hey, speaking of Dukes of Hazard, I feel like we're in Hazard. We're out in Lone Oak County. We're talking with Joel Hodgson. He's with Remington Arms, and everybody in Arkansas has passed by this ammo plant a thousand times, but it's very cool to finally go inside of the thing. Thank you for inviting us out here. Yeah, happy to be on the show, Scott. And um, I like to joke, you know, it's kind of like Willy Wonka, but for ammo. <laughs> it's <laughs> so like redneck Willy Wonka. It's, it's uh, And I don't have the green top hat, but I, I probably should uh, it'd be on brand. But uh, no, it's a it's a huge facility. And we've been off, you know, right here in Lono County off of 40s since the late 60s. Wow, that's so cool. So what year did they break? ground building this place so they broke ground on the remington ammo plant in 1969 um at the time remington was owned by dupont the giant chemical oh, company yeah, conglomerate yeah. sure make paint and all that oh other yeah kind of good and stuff. insulation all kinds of stuff right um and back then they owned remington um guns and ammo and so they broke ground here in 69 um, and they started moving their operations out of a place called bridgeport connecticut over the next 20 years to make all of their ammo here in arkansas so at, at first, this building was just center fire, so just pistol shells and rifle ammo. Um, in the mid-70s, they expanded to start making shot shell here, which is that big tower you see rising up over the highway, right? That's our okay. shot tower, and I'll, I'll talk more about that yeah, and how we yeah. make our shotgun shells. And then um, in the early to mid-80s, they brought down rim fire, and that was the last kind of piece of production that came out of Connecticut. Um, and so, uh, you know, there's some folks here that... Uh, their families moved out of Connecticut to Arkansas to help build the plant. Really? Just some cool heritage, you know, folks that worked the same machine that maybe their dad helped move back in the day or, or bring up here. Um, and, you I, know, I guess Connecticut was a big gun. Aren't Colt guns made up there? Yeah. Um, historically, that Connecticut, New Hampshire, kind of that gun valley area, you know, you think about just crazy, iconic brands and, and American guns and ammo. Oh, yeah. Colt, Remington, um, shoot savage arms right uh smith and wesson kind of all up in the same area yeah. in new england and but i will say remington was a trendsetter because in the last five ten years a lot of those companies have started moving out of that part of the world mm -hmm. and coming down down here down south to places like arkansas and tennessee and texas and, and others has how many square feet is this facility oh my gosh we've got over a million square feet of just manufacturing <laughs> space wow and that's that's just where we're you know pedal to the metal you know metal to metal making ammo um the whole property is about 1200 acres scott and uh we have all kinds of other production support facilities you know wastewater treatment and trash and our own power plant and all kinds of stuff that helps support you know putting a, a copper core and a uh, I'm sorry, a lead core and a copper jacket and making a bullet. You've got your own power plant? We, yeah, it's small. It's small, but we do. Um, we still, we rely on the county um, and I think like a three-county area to pull in some power, but uh, it's its own little city. I mean, we've got our own, you know, you can imagine uh, we've got a, about 1,200 employees, right? So our own cafeteria and employee store wow. and it's a, it's a little city, a whole city of ammo. That's so cool. I, yeah. I was a deputy reserve sheriff here in Lone Oak for a while years ago and I remember we used to shoot on a range on the property. Yes, you sir. You still have that kind of stuff? You still do that? We for, do. Who yeah. Who can shoot um, there? So our, uh, as, as an LEO, um, we still do partner with like Lono County Sheriff and some right. other folks. Um, you know, North Little Rock used to shoot out here, I think, back in the day. Uh, we don't have um, center fire open for the public. So shot shell, I'm sorry, pistol or rifle 
Um, we don't uh, have any public opportunity here, but we do have a public shotgun club. Um, the Remington Gun Club is here right next to the plant, and anybody can come out here and shoot trap or skeet, um, and that's been the case for years and years, and we just opened a brand new sporting clays course uh, maybe a year and a half ago now. Oh, it's so cool. So that's a ton of fun, yeah. So did the building expand over the years as you took on rimfire and all that did this thing just keep getting bigger and it bigger did. yep it got bigger and bigger and more and more employees um like i said we're we're about 1200 now and we're still growing so um my <laughs> hr team would be mad at me if i didn't put a plug in but please if if y'all are looking for a job or anybody listening wants to come out here and make some ammo we're we're always hiring um so definitely go to remington.com and, and check that out but but yeah it's a, it's a big place and um you know over the years we've added some kind of newer more modern machinery and right. buildings and we'll go tour some of that out later, but it's um it's an amazing place. You got sure. like a sign-on bonus. Here's a thousand rounds of two twenty-three. <laughs> you know we should. We should. <laughs> you should. People might yeah. take you up on yeah, that. Yeah, we should. Um, I I don't know if we do a signing bonus in ammo, but we do have some great employee deals. So I mentioned our store where we'll do things like sell-off ammo that you know it's totally safe. But say we we got a little too much lube on the case, or say the hey we we labeled this packaging wrong. We'll do things like sell that off here to our employees. Oh, and man. So you should see my uh, my closet at home. My I, wife is beside herself. <laughs> I'd never get out of here with a paycheck. <laughs> I usually don't. And they can take <laughs> it straight out. It's dangerous. You yeah. Know, so. My gosh. <laughs> so uh, over the years, people have seen, you were going to talk about the tower. We yeah. drive by, you yeah, see yeah. the tower. Iconic. Yeah. Well, yeah. Legendary. What is that thing? So believe it or not, um, now you wouldn't manufacture the same way today. But uh, when they built the plant and the shot shell operations, uh, like I said, in the mid-70s, at the time, the best way to make the highest quality um, pellets, like the lead BBs that you might find in a shotgun shell, right. um, the best way to do that was via a shot tower. So believe it or not, that 11-story tower you see driving off the highway, that's actually an area where we drop molten lead from 11 stories up into a free fall. And then um, because lead is, is very dense, it forms into a perfect sphere, a perfect ball in the air as it cools, really flowing down that tower. So you think about um, the analogy I like to use, Scott, is you think about a, a drop of water. You can kind of picture that that raindrop stretching out yeah. in the air and kind of becoming that that classic raindrop teardrop shape. Well, because lead is is heavier and denser, it, it condenses down and forms into almost a perfect sphere as it drops and cools. And so we drop our lead. Um, not the whole way, but I want to say five or six stories into a water bath. And then from there, we screen it out. But that's how you make a, a shotgun lead, a shotgun BB, shotgun pellet. And that's everything from triple lot buckshot, you know, big, yeah, nasty yeah, the big dudes, stuff. That's yeah. right. Um, all the way down to tiny, tiny bird shot. You know, you think about seven and a half, eights, or even nines, like you might use to shoot some clay pigeons, um, all made in our shot tower. And they still do it that way. Still do it that way today. In fact, it, it makes a really high quality um, perfectly round, um, good density product uh, in, in great quantities. Um, you, you wouldn't necessarily create a new facility like this today just because you can use some other more modern methods to get a product that's about as good. But a shot tower like this is still an amazing way to make a ton of lead uh, pretty quickly. I got to ask you, haven't there been some changes in regulations and laws and think where lead is like outlawed in some for some uses? 
You know, um, back to, back into the 80s, Scott, I mean, I are you a duck hunter? Everybody I've been a few okay. times. Yeah. I don't know a lot about it. So I, you know, I grew up hunting pheasant and quail more than I did ducks, but I didn't grow up here in Arkansas. But, um, you know, all the, the duck hunters listening will know very well that you haven't been able to use lead shot since the, I think, early 80s, late 70s. Yeah. Switched over to steel. Um, so there's been this kind of push towards <clears throat> going away from, from lead shot, but we we're very safe here. We follow all regulations, um, health and safety, environmental, of course, and uh, manufacture a really good, safe product. But um, a lot of lead shot is still used in things like clay target shooting. Uh, it's used in areas where you're not hunting migratory birds like waterfowl. So if you're a, a pheasant or a quail hunter like I am, you can still use lead shot. And uh, that's a safe and, and healthy way to do it. Just make sure you don't uh, you know, swallow a whole lot of pellets when you're throwing that thing on the grill. <laughs> I think that one of the coolest things that come along is the little mini shot shells in the oh, last few years. The you mini make shells. those, those little cute you ones? You know, we, we don't. Um, I've shot some of Federals, and I know Aguila uh, makes some cool yeah. shells, but uh, we should. Those are a ton of fun. Yeah, because you can like yeah. stuff a ton of rounds in a, like an eight round shotgun. Yes, you got sir. Thirty in there yes, or something. Sir. Yep, and you know you take that plug out and you can fit in even more. So those uh, those are cool. But no, I mean our our shotgun shells are best in the industry. Um, you know we make a really cool unique hole. It's a it's a one piece. So that plastic body, right? It's all made out of one piece of plastic. Really strong and durable. Um, great for hand loading or reloading. And uh, of course we make shotgun shells for you know turkey hunting, duck hunting, deer hunting with a slug. Um, home defense, you know, target shot shell, getting out and shooting some trap or some sporting. I mean, anything you can think of. I mean, we make a we make something that'll go boom for it. Of course, they're the best. Arkansans made these rounds. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And and we were talking before we <laughs> got in front of the mic here, Scott. I mean, you know, my favorite thing about working for a company like Remington. I mean, I can go to California or New York or South Africa, walk into a gun store or a Bass Pro, an Academy, whatever. There's a box of Remington ammo, that green and yellow on the shelf, Yep, made right here in Arkansas. Hey, we're talking with Joel Hodgkin. He's out at uh, Remington Arms, fitting music right there for a gun lover. Do you recognize that music? I don't. I don't. What's it from? It's the theme from Dirty Harry. Oh, come on, I man. mean, you know, well, I mean, I, you guys probably made yeah, those rounds. Yeah. <laughs> I bet we did. <laughs> you probably did. Ugh. So how many plants does Remington have? So uh, these days, you know, Remington, I, I might just do a quick run through, Scott, yeah. kind of where we came from yeah, let's right hear it. now. Um, we're America's oldest gun maker, right? So you think about our company was founded all the way back in 1816, <gasps> guy by the name of Alephalet Remington or Eli. Um, and he was a blacksmith, just like his dad before him. Um, but Eli liked to shoot. And so the story goes is he actually made his own rifle barrel and took it to a match one day, like a precision shooting match back in the 1800s. And uh, shot so well that he walked away with enough orders to kind of start his own company. Wow. And so Remington grew and grew over the years, of course, um, you know, in firearms and then eventually ammunition as well. You know, we made well over half of all the small arms ammo during World War II. Um, been a part of every major American conflict, supporting our nation's military, supporting law enforcement, things like that. But our primary business has always has been and always will be the the hunter, you know, the shooter, the the guy that likes to go out and hit a deer or a duck or a clay or a target or whatever. Oh, yeah. Um, and so, you know, over the years, Remington's had some struggles. Uh, I mentioned in the 80s, uh, well, back to the 60s when we built the plant here in Arkansas, owned by DuPont. Um, DuPont sold Remington, I want to say, late 80s, early 90s. And from there, Remington was owned by a succession of private equity companies. Um, and uh, just because of some ups and downs in the market and some, you know, maybe not great decisions by our former management, uh, Remington actually went through two bankruptcies. Mm -hmm. And so... 
um, resolutionally as as about three years ago, Remington was was sold, and so the company that uh, we're owned by now and that we work for is called Vist Outdoor. And Vist is a, a public company. I mean, you can go buy some Scott, uh, some Scott. You can go buy some stock, Scott. Yeah, or, in Vista. Yes, sure. sir. Yep, in Vista, and and Vista makes all kinds of stuff. Everything from you know um, Bushnell scopes to uh, Blackhawk holsters, Camelback water bottles, if you have a Camelback. Everybody knows those. Um, Sims fishing gear. You know, if you got a pair of Sims waders and you like to go fly fish, y'all know Sims, um, as well as some other ammunition factories and brands. So uh, we're also owned, you know, Vista owns Federal Ammo, Spear Ammo, CCI Ammo, and Heavy Shot Ammo, as well as Remington. So um, Vista came in the door during the Remington bankruptcy and bought Remington Ammo, um, out of bankruptcy and and turned the lights back on and got us going full steam again and kind of said, hey, you know, um, here's some lead, here's some steel, here's some brass, go. You know, yeah, we were so able great. to really get started again. So the company's had some ups and downs. And and I think the big news that came out of that, <clears throat> excuse me, tradition, um, or, or uh, I should say um, what happened at the time was uh, Remington Arms and Ammo split up. So now Remington is just an ammunition-only company. We don't make guns anymore. We just make the ammunition. Ah, okay. Uh, there is a new company out there that's making Remington firearms again. So your classic, you know, 700 oh, or 1100. Oh, everybody loves An 870, you know, yeah. those tanks, right? Um, just awesome shotguns and and rifles. And so um, that new company is making Remington guns again in Ilian, New York, where uh, Eli Remington started it all back in 1816. So they never made guns here in Lone Oak? No, sir. Nope. Um, we've been an ammunition-only plant from the very beginning, uh, dedicated just to making ammunition. And so, um, no, the the gun company, you know, had operations in New York, um, in Alabama, in North Carolina, and uh, now they're they're back in New York. But, uh, but no, ammo has always been Arkansas. I've always wondered, uh, when the plant is running, or you decide, hey, we're going to run a huge batch of 5.56 five, for a week, and then we're going to switch and make 9mm, or do you have different calibers running at one time? How's that decided? Yeah, uh, by people smarter than me. I'll put it, I'll put it that <laughs> way, because you can imagine it's, it's a pretty complex uh, supply chain environment, and, and how we operate is, uh, is not easy. But um, I will say, you know, our nickname is Big Green. Right, Scott at Remington. Right, and that na- nickname truly applies to the plan. I mean, when you go out and see that floor, uh, we're not making one cartridge versus the other. We're making everything. Right. So if you open our catalog, all at one time, website, you're making all everything. Not necessarily all one time. Yeah. We try to maximize efficiency and make sure, hey, we're gonna run a big enough lot of one kind of ammo to make it worthwhile and get enough out there for hunters and shooters. Um, and of course, you know, we, I, like I said, I grew up pheasant hunting and deer hunting and shooting pigeons and, and, you know, shooting rifles long range and all this stuff. And so uh, my point is, you know, everybody that works here at Remington, most of us are hunters and shooters and we understand, Hey, duck season, you know, dove opens up September and then we go into duck season in October. And then, so like, we kind of know, Hey, we better be making our duck ammo really heavy in, you know, June, July, August, getting ready for that, that season kicking off September, October, November. Right. So we have some seasonality in our production environment. But, um, but, but no, I mean, you'd be surprised that every time I walk out on the floor, you know, yeah, we're making the 223 or the 308 or the nine mil, but we're also making the, you know, 257 Roberts or 3040 Crag or I need some 3040 you know, Crag, six millimeter GT, <laughs> whatever, right? So it's, it's amazing all the stuff that we get out of this, these doors, you know, every day. I just got a 3040 Crag. Did from you really? A friend and, and I have no ammo. <laughs> 
Well, you know, you came to the right place. Never came, fired yep, it. You yep. know, I mean, um, you can't find it. And and I would say too, uh, you know, we have some great customers, and always go down to your local gun shop, um, your local sporting goods store, and say, hey, I'm looking for X, Y, and Z. Odds are they can probably help you and get you mm-hmm. the Remington ammo that you need. But if you can't find what you need locally, um, Remington.com. You know, we're starting to sell ammo direct now, and we can ship it right to you. And so we don't we don't have everything in stock all the time, right? But if you're looking for something a little, you know, off the beaten track or something you can't always find all the time, check our website um, and you can sign up for an email there and then we'll let you know when we get that ammo back in stock. But I'd say your best bet's always your local dealer. So I'm getting married in October. Could you have like a wedding registry here at Remington? <laughs> I can just have people sign up for calibers and stuff. That's what we need. I like it. I yeah, we, You should do that. And then I'm having a baby in September. <laughs> oh, so great. we'll do baby your wedding. Regist- yeah, that's right. That's right. My baby registry and oh, your wedding that, registry. It yeah. will be so good. <laughs> so is it true that everything you're running for the next two weeks is just personally for Ted Nugent? Is that true? You know, he's one of our ambassadors. And I love <laughs> Absolutely. Uncle Ted. Um, if if we if we made enough ammo for him, we probably would take about two weeks. <laughs> we take another plant. <laughs> but no, he's he's an awesome guy, and what a great advocate for the Second Amendment and for oh, yeah. everything that we love here at Remington. So I uh, I wanted to ask you when you make ammo for the military. Do you, obviously, you did in World War II. I'm sure mm-hmm. you still do. Mm-hmm. Do they have some? Any kind of spec that is just for them that is not what we're buying off the shelf at Fort Thompson? It's a good question. You know, there's no there's no special sauce per se. Um, now, working for the military and, and fulfilling a contract for our armed forces or, or even for a, a law enforcement agency, you know, Border Patrol, FBI, um, you know, uh, I don't know, Wono County Sheriff, whoever. Yeah. Um, they do have some specific specifications around their, their equipment and certain requirements. But end of the day, it's it's... Basically, this, it's the same ammo that you might find, you know, on shelf at Fort Thompson or at Max or wherever else, right? Um, just packaged a little differently and and to the military's specifications. And and I will say too, Scott, I mean, we do make some ammo for military or law enforcement. It's a small, small part of our business. I mean, really, vast majority of what we're doing is for the hunter and for the shooter. I'm sure, though, you guys keep an eye on like all the talk in the gun world. It's been that the military would place replace them for. Go to some other caliber. I mean, you guys got to be on top of something. Oh like yeah, that. I mean, we we have our our engineers are smart, smart people, and our our folks managing those contracts, our sales team. You know, they're always staying up to date on you know where the kind of trends are going and what folks mm-hmm. are shooting. And and as we know, as shooters, you know, you think about a, a popular platform, you know, three hundred eight Winchester, uh, the AR fifteen. I mean, these platforms, these guns, these kinds of ammunition originally developed for the military, right? And, and oh, then sure. made their way into the consumer world. And so I think the military innovates and and makes some hard demands on their equipment. And that's something we can look at to say, hey, how are we going to take that technology and bring it to the consumer, right? Bring it to the hunter and to the shooter. Just, I got to ask you off before we go to commercial, what, what do you think the next caliber is for the military? Uh, you know, 338 Lapua is becoming really, really popular. I thought that was a sniper round. It, it is. It's a large caliber kind of Magnum rifle round. Um, are you thinking just like a, just a yeah, what everyday will rifle? The two, two, three? Great question. You know, I'm most excited, Scott, about, um, developments in, in material science. So you think about, um, you know, like composite cases, composite cases that are not all brass, but maybe a mix of, ah. of polymer, of plastic and brass or steel and polymer, um, you know, brass is heavy and it's expensive and um, it's hard to carry around a bunch of it. You know, I think maybe one day you'll see folks carrying around 
um, ammunition 223-556 made with a more plastic hole. Yeah, I could see that. Talking right. with Joel out here at Remington Arms. So excited to finally be inside this building. I, I grew up in Rose City, which is not too far from yeah. here, and passed by here all my life. It's very cool to be inside. I have seen deer inside your fence before from the freeway. Are deer a problem? You know, uh, it's. I find it so, so ironic, Scott. You know, what, what do we make here? We're making make ammo. Bullets to we're shoot making, deer. Yeah, we're making ammo 24-7. <laughs> and I look at my window and I see a, a massive buck or I see a, you know, a flock of geese or a bunch of, you know, mallards coming in to land at our pod, pond and I'm like, just seems wrong. They have you know? no like, idea what they're <laughs> they doing no in idea. there. Now, um, we were talking about employee benefits earlier. Yeah. You know, if if um if y'all come out here and get a job at Remington, we do offer some employee hunting privileges on our property. So really, you know, again, ironically, it's it's bow only, right? We got to right. be mindful of production to make sure we're not slinging lead everywhere. But um, but no, you can come out here and uh, every year we, I mean, we shoot a pretty good couple decent bucks. I mean, you know, you're talking 140, 150s, maybe a 160 class or two. You know, walking That's off the great. property, so it's uh, it's cool to see for sure. You need to update your Wikipedia. It says nine hundred employees. You've got twelve hundred employees here. Yeah, you know, and we we kind of fluctuate, yeah, uh, a little bit depending on production needs and all that good stuff. But I remember, um, you know, walking in the door, Scott. I mentioned that bankruptcy and that transition we went mm-hmm. through, and kind of getting restarted a couple years ago. I mean, my first time in the plant, we only had a, a, a few hundred people here. You know, not a lot at all. And now to see. You know, hundreds of folks, hundreds of Arkansans hired in and coming back to work and getting to work in the plant. Just been really cool um, for me and, and kind of emotional, really, to see all these people back at it, working it hard. Great? Really cool. Really cool. And see Ammo going out the door again. So know? the plant runs 24 hours a day, yes, seven sir. days a week. Is yep. it ever turned off? You know, there's there's holidays, there's quieter times, of course, where a little less is going on. But um, but for the most part, we're running out here 24-7. And you think about, you know, um, we've got our own primer plant. We've got our own, you know, rimfire and shot shell. Oh, I didn't I didn't mention rimfire. Shoot, I was talking about all the other ammo we do out here. We moved rimfire down in the late 70s, mid-80s as well. 22. Um, to the point. You got it. 22, 22. long rifle. Yep. Golden bullet and thunderbolts oh, yeah. and CBs and all kinds of fun stuff. I love so, 22s. Yeah. Um, so y- you come out here pretty much any time of the night or day, like we're making something. I would think that like with a, a, a process like this, it's not just flipping a switch to make that thing start making bullets. No, it's, it's like starting up the Enterprise engines or something, you know? It's amazing, Scott. And I mean, we're totally, you know, to use my business speak, right, vertically integrated. So we've got lead and steel and brass and copper um, and, and, you know, raw ingots or rolls or giant sheets coming in one side of the plant. And then 400, 500 yards later, finished ammo on a pallet is coming out the other side and going off to our customers. And so you think about, I'm really proud of just American manufacturing. And there's not a lot of companies out there anymore that take in that raw material, use American workers, work on that, produce a product, and here you go. I mean, and, you know, us and Maybe some of the automotive folks, right? But I mean, it's it's. Uh, I'm really proud to be part of you know American manufacturing, right? Let me ask you about this. Does does ammo ever expire? Not not really. No, I mean, it's, it's um, still shoot, right? Yeah, you, you want to store it well, Scott. So, okay. Um, kind of my tip on that is just make sure your ammo and really it's because of the propellant inside the powder. Um, you don't want to go in through big temperature swings or big humidity swings. That's when it might start to degrade. So I, you know, I wish I could tell you. It's like a jug of milk, and you got to throw it out every week and go buy more. But (laughs) not really. (laughs) No, no. I think store your ammo well. Keep it in a nice, cool place with a consistent temperature, like you know, um, uh, a nice storage closet or facility. You know, you you just don't want um, all your ammo, say, in the front of your garage where it's going from 
100 degrees in the uh, summer yeah. to, to 20 in the winter, right? That's not good for it. You know what I love about Remington is they, they've stayed consistent with the packaging. The mm. yellow and green goes back to yep. way before yep. me. Oh, yes, sir. And, and, you know, I'm the marketing guy, and I... Um, I like to joke that some of our packaging is about as old as I am, right? And oh, sure. So I I'm think, sure it is. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. And uh, so part of that is you will see we're kind of like making little updates on our packaging where it makes sense to just make it a little more modern, a little easier to read, a little more obviously what's inside it, you know, really prominently displaying without getting rid of the, the green and the yellow. But it's you like know. Morton Salt. You don't change yes. that Morton yeah. Salt, the little with the umbrella, yep. the little, yep. you, you leave yellow. that. I mean, hey, if it ain't broke, right? So, yeah. so no, I think we want to make sure our consumers, hunters, shooters know, hey, that's, that's a box of Remington sitting on the shelf. And so, you know, that big logo, that green, that yellow, that won't ever change. I got to ask you about this because, I mean, I got collect guns. I mean, yeah, of course. And I would think that you've got a plethora of guns to test <laughs> on the premises Our, to make uh, sure your ammo works. Yes, yes, and that's a great point. I'm glad you mentioned it. You know, we're running 24-7. That means our quality team, our ballistic team, they're also running 24-7. So every lot of ammo that we make, every round that we ship out the door, you know, we're testing a, a sampling of that production lot, of that run of ammo to make sure it's, hey, it's, it's feeding well, it's functioning well, it's firing, it's accurate, right? It's within our specs to make sure it's, going to do what it's going to do. The velocity is right. The accuracy is correct. So we really make sure we're shipping out a quality product. And that's really, really important to us. And part of that is, yeah, we've got a big old gun bunker. And, um, you know, a couple times a year, you got to you got to pull out the Thompson or the full autos. Just, oh, just make yeah, sure it works, yeah. right? Yeah. Looks like Ted Nugent's yeah. bathroom in there or something. <laughs> there's, a, there's a lot of guns and some cool old stuff. But they're uh, they're working guns. I mean, they're they're pretty beat up. You know, they're, they're tools. So it's not a pretty display case full of nice guns, but there's some cool stuff in there for sure. Something you don't think about, and you kind of just spoke to it. I collect guns, and I, I bought a couple of these high-power oh, uh-huh. Browning the high-power yeah, clones. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Had one the other day, would not fire huh. certain ammo. Sure. And I thought it was the gun, whatever. It was like imported ammo from another company, not yeah, Remington. right. Put another brand in it fires perfectly. So I mean, it's almost like the primers are too hard. Not all ammo works in all guns. Sure, um, you know, you always want to make sure your your cartridge, your ammunition matches up with the the chambering of the firearm that well, you're sure. fired in. You know, so that that's basics. But you'd be surprised, right? Folks get in a hurry or whatever else. And then from there, especially when you have a, a used gun or an antique gun, um, it's worth checking out by a gunsmith just to make sure that gun's in the right shape to be safe. But I, I would say, yeah, especially with an, an older gun like that, um, you know, they might not like certain modern propellants, certain new types of primers, whatever else it is. And so, um, you know, you want to do a little research to make sure, hey, can my, um, hey, say you bought an, a nice, cool old M1 Garand. Right. Right. Uh, you want to make sure the ammunition you're shooting, the 30 6 ammunition you're shooting is at a lower pressure than modern ammo because yeah, that gun that wasn't sense. designed to shoot a higher pressure modern load. So there's just little things like that that um, that's half the fun, right? You get to look around and do a little research and go out and shoot. I, I, I You'll appreciate this. When I was a police officer for years, the one bullet they let me carry in my pocket was a Remington bullet. That's great. Yeah. That's I mean, great. You know, a golden saber? Or of course what is, it yeah, was. Yeah. It. yeah. How'd yeah. you know that? Awesome, awesome round, man. Awesome <laughs> round. Yeah. Tell me, Joel, what is going on, uh, and, and every shooter knows about this, where we've went through periods of time, like in 08, mm-hmm. there is no ammo to buy. Mm-hmm. You go to Walmart, mm-hmm. it's just empty. And it's, some people would think, the plant's not running. Oh, no. Right. You, you, this, the phone calls I get, Scott, you'd be, you know, some people are saying, hey, it's the, 
you know, insert your favorite politician here, buying up all the yeah. ammo or you're selling that all to the military. And that's, that's just not true. I mean, we serve the hunter and the shooter. And like I said, we're running 24 seven, you know, when you have a big surge, um, during COVID, for example, it was something like 10, 12 million new gun owners. Folks went out and bought a gun for the first time. Yeah, that's true. And that's really cool to see Americans embracing the second amendment and getting out and safely shooting and hunting. And that's not counting the guys like us that added another five or 10 to the basement, right? Like, <laughs> oh yeah. Five or 10. <laughs> yeah, that's a yeah. good start. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a low ball. But, um, my point is, you know, we have these big surges of demand, um, and for us, you know, it, it does just doesn't make sense to, we want to service that demand and make enough ammo, but uh, you know, I don't want to go out and hire a thousand people to meet this big surge that'll happen for two months and then have to fire yeah, a thousand folks, good. you know? Yeah. So, so part of it is just making sure we can intelligently scale up and make good quality ammo, um, without having to drastically, you know, whiplash production around, let's say. You're always hiring. I got about a minute left. Uh, yes, how sir. could someone yep. come and apply and be a part of Remington Arms? Just Remington.com. Remington.com. You can see our website, all of our products. And at the bottom, there's a little careers tab right there where you can click on and come out and work with us here in Lone Oak. And uh, I think best place to stay up to date on Remington is also the website. So if you want to sign up um, for our email list, you know we'll send you deals and info and new products we're working on and kind of keep you in the loop. And course we're on facebook and twitter and instagram and, and all the rest so, all the good stuff yeah feel free to follow remington thank you so much joel remington arms we'll be right back here on guatney unplugged <laughs> 